Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, featuring Rob Bro. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. We did it! I, I don't want to be raining on your parade. Yeah. But I got to tell you, that was some of the dumbest driving I have ever seen in my life. Thank you. I know you won the race. You're not going to live forever. I'm not stupid, Lucius. No one lives forever. No one. But with uh, advances in modern science, my high-level income, I mean, it's not crazy to think I can't live to be 245, maybe 300. Heck, I just read in the newspaper they put a pig heart in some guy from Russia. You know what? I mean, you know what that means? No, I don't know what that means. I guess longer life. Well, no, he didn't live. Oh, he didn't live. No. Oh. It's just okay. exciting that we're trying things like that. Yeah. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland. Morning, West Texans, and all you good, fine, friendly folks out there who wish you were. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. We're taking you until one o'clock, turning morning into afternoon here in the Arctic Air Studios. As you listen along in San Angelo on ESPN 960 and in the Hubbleplex Talk 103.9 FM News Money Sports. It's Bandwagon Wednesday. The ones you're on, the ones you're off, sports or otherwise. So you could be texting in already. 806-855-3712. Use the 806 or it goes to the angry man in Florida. We don't want that. So, yeah, get uh, get on some bandwagons. Get off some bandwagons, whatever you need to do. We've got Texas Tech baseball getting to 9-0 and now in the year with a 9-4 win over Air Force last night, but that's only part of the story. And then Texas Tech basketball in the uh, seething cauldron of basketball emotion that is Fog Allen Fieldhouse falls 67-63 after... Multiple chances late to, uh, if not go to overtime outright, win the game and just can't get it done. Uh, and it's another loss and another nail in the potential coffin for the NCAA tournament, if in fact it wasn't already potentially nailed shut either way. We can get your thoughts on that game, everything else that's going on in the world. We do have some NFL draft news that does have a bit of an impact on a Red Raider today. We'll explain that as the show continues. All right, so if you're on the apps, that's great. Let us know where you're listening in. Uh, if you don't have the app, go to kkm.com, download it for Talk 103.9, turn on notifications so you can get notified of things you need to know about. Then you can go follow the station on Twitter, at Talk 103.9. Me, I'm just Ryan Hyatt, at Ryan Hyatt Media. The show never ends. We come back in the evenings with the daily broadcast. Follow me on Twitter, at Ryan Hyatt Media. Check out the website in case you missed something, theraiderland.com. Uh, so we'll probably be back around 6.30-ish tonight to uh, tidy up the day's events with the daily broadcast. It's fun, it's interactive, and it's all online. He is Rob Bro at Rob Bro Show on Twitter. He pulses the people. He is, of course, king of hat of the day. And then one-third of the gambling gauchos. Now, that's a lot. But he's also the host of the appropriately named Rob Bro Show that comes your way from 1 to 2 Monday through Friday here on Talk 103.9. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. And I uh, always like that uh, 
that Texas Tech uh, club hockey cap when you bust yeah. that one out. It's a solid one. Does that? I'm not being funny here. Does that club still exist? Because yeah. they were, they have to go to Amarillo. They have to go to like Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. uh, wherever else, because there's not a sheet of ice here. So they literally have no home ice. Their sweaters are sick. Again, Texas Tech yeah. have some of the best color combinations yeah. to work with when it comes to a uniform. And I agree. Uh, I've seen some of the different ones that they've they've uh, used over the years, and really, I mean, a pro look. Yeah, they look cool. good. So. Good on you. Yeah, like the hat. Uh, all right. So uh, last night, Texas Tech impressed me in, in so many different ways. And I also felt like at the end of the night, Rob, that I had seen this movie so many different times in, in, in so many fashions with this team. That at the end of the night, even though you did a lot of really good things, you can't come up with a victory. And I know this is one of the hardest places in America to get. That I They played better than I thought they would. And maybe... Maybe the thing that impressed me most, uh, Rob, is that they didn't go out there and get blown out. That they were mentally, I think, I thought, and I don't know what you were taking away from it, but I thought they were mentally prepared for the moment, just not quite good enough to win. And whoever the texter was yesterday who said Texas Tech is a McCuller away from winning this game, boy, were you proved prophetic in the closing seconds. Yep. And to all the people complaining about that being a foul... Pick up the damn ball. <laughs> exactly. That They're not going to call that well, in I the can, final I'm, 30 seconds. They're not going to call that no, in the, the first 30 seconds. And I'm confused, Rob, because I, I, I get told, on one hand, we don't want officials inserting themselves into no. the game. We don't want, you know, we couldn't have that call in the Super Bowl. We can't. No. And then all of a sudden, everybody wants the officials to insert, them, insert themselves into the game. It's almost like everybody's bailing for a bag. Uh, Begging for a bailout. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> Almost said it right. Yeah. Second half, you know, I I tweeted out earlier. I said, quit quit whining about the officiating. This is baked into the cake when you go to Allen Fieldhouse. Guess what happens? You don't get calls. You get a few. But then when you had some calls late, what did you do? You missed free throws. Yep. A front end. Yep. And a one-and-one that you missed uh, the back end of. Yeah. So, okay, there you went. There you go. All right, give us your uh, thoughts on that. Now, here's the question of the day. Uh, I feel like we're doing the post-mortem on this season early, but I really don't think we are, even with the uh, Oklahoma State game to come and then whatever happens in Kansas City. But as you look at this team, tell us today who is the most important player for Tech to bring back next year. Of the players that have the possible ability to return, and that includes Harmon, that includes AMAC, that of, that of the players that you see on the end, not at the end of the bench, but down on the freshman side of the roster, of all the players that you could get back off this team, who's the most important cog that you would like to see come back? Because, Rob, the, the, the reality now is this year, you can put this year in a bit of a box and a bit of a bubble if you bring back all the youth and all the players, and you say, hey, we, we, we grew them up. We went through growing pains. We did those things, right? That if you bring back a lot of those cogs, then, okay, you committed to a strategy of getting young, and you got smaller, too, when you got younger. You might have seen that. that. That puts a little bit of a salve on this five-win Big 12 season. Could be a six-win Big 12 season. But if you don't, 
then to me it compounds it and you're right back where you've been almost every year for the last four years, which is massive roster rebuilding and uncertainty. I think you spoke to it yesterday on your show you know about about what we're talking about here that you can't continue if you're Texas Tech to have this kind of turnover. So, in the landscape of college sports where it is right now, the transferability uh, and all of everything that goes along with that, who's the most important player for Tech to bring back? That if you could get get them back, who is that? You tell us today, 806-855-3712. All right, you can jam up the text line. Uh, you get in on that. Get in on Bandwagon Wednesday, the ones you're on, the ones you're off. I'm on several. I'm on several today. I don't see a ton that I'm necessarily off. If I was off, I've already been previously off on it. And uh, we'd love to get your thoughts on baseball. We'll get into that, too. Uh, it was a nice win, but I truly hope it wasn't a costly win uh, because of Bo Blessy's first inning exit. Doughboy is chiming in, resident trucker in Raiderland. Guns up trucking, by the way. Shout out. Uh, he's in Arkansas, headed to uh, West Virginia. Uh, be there tomorrow. The boys played terrible last night. Could have won that game now to focus on baseball because basketball season is over. Basketball season is over. We've lost Doughboy, Rob. I didn't think they played awful. N- no. Now, it was an ugly game, particularly shooting-wise in the first half. Right. I want to attribute that to defense, but I'm not sure it was all Yeah, defense. you defended them well, too. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, it just, this team, as much as, oh my, as much as the TCU game was a microcosm, we got that text after the TCU game. Right. So was this one. Yeah. You you weren't tough enough at the end. No. You didn't make the easy defensive plays. You didn't make the easy offensive plays. Out of a timeout, you put the ball in Pop Isaac's hand to drive. Instead of Davian Harmon. Who's a driver? What does Pop Isaacs do? What did he in the TCU game, how many shots did he take? He took seven. How many were from three? Six. Maybe it was a sneak attack, Rob. They'll never expect him to drive. They'll all be covering Yeah, we'll go Harmon. we'll go four one ISO at the baseline. Move everyone out and with no movement. Yeah. And he'll just go score. Because that's what he does all the time. Which, I mean, by that, hardly ever, never. I like Pop Isaacs, but you have a guy that's been doing that for the whole year. Who nearly turned your season around, doing that in a stretch. Text, I, that is, that is, co- that's, that's I'm not a decision. genius. I'm not a genius, Ryan. No. A lot of people think I am. A lot of people tell me I am. I, I've read the reports. I've seen them. They just talk about how smart I am and, and how good I know things, but. The, was, was he trying to be poetic? Papia yeah. drove against Kansas at home and didn't get home. This time you're yeah, going to finish. Not need, yeah. Wait, what? This is your time. David Harmon's a senior. He's the guy that has driven to the hole. Now, he missed a bunny against TCU that probably would have won the game. Yeah. But if you look at who... Whose game that is, it's not Pops yet. It is David Harmon's. Texter wants to know, do you guys remember another Tech team that's been so close in so many games and be anywhere close to 5-12 and 12 seems unlikely? Uh, 
it seems incredibly likely in the Big 12 this year that if you can't get the little things done right, you don't stand a chance night in and night out. You've got to be that good in this league. Texter, off the Mark Adams bandwagon. He's a fraud and uh, can't coach this team and get it done. Is he a fraud? I really think he is Mark Adams. I don't think he's a fraud. I think he's Mark Adams. Texter, don't want to be negative, but I don't see any of these players coming back. Any? I think that's a little bit hyperbole, but again, they, they, every single one of them had the opportunity to bounce it at midseason. And nobody did. For the first time in a while, nobody left this tech program yeah. at semester. This now, I'm not saying you're not going to lose some, look. but... <clears throat> I haven't seen it. Where, where I haven't seen the indication that they're in mass gonna gonna go. This might sound a little calloused here. Uh, where are a few of these guys gonna go? Where's Kerwin Walton gonna go? He would have to sit out or I go believe, down or a drop. Level. You know, drop down. Jalen Tyson again. Where's he gonna go? He's already he's, go he's just somewhere? transfer. So there's two now. These four freshmen that played a bunch, all right, but I don't know. I don't know in about three weeks. Yeah. 806-855-3712 for you to get in on the text line. We'll get back to the uh, text messages on the other side. It's Bandwagon Wednesday. Give us the ones you're on, the ones you're off, sports or otherwise. Recap Tech in Kansas from last night. And then uh, question of the day, who's the most important player for Tech to bring back next year? Of all the players that you got on the roster that can return, which one do you think is most important to future success? 806-855-3712. Got to use that 806. Don't want to go into the angry guy in Florida. We'll take the quick timeout. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Talk on Sunday nights, Sterling on Sunday. Sundays at 9 p.m. on Talk 1340, News, Money, Sports. It's 11.21. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raider Land featuring Rob Rowe coming to you from the Arctic Air Studios. You listen in on ESPN 960 in San Angelo and in Lubbock. Talk 103.9 FM. News, money, sports. Question of the day, who's the most important player for Tech basketball to bring back for next year? Of all the potential returnees, if you can only get one, we're not saying you only get one. That's not what we're saying here. But who is the most important cog that you want back on the roster next year for the Red Raiders? It is Bandwagon Wednesday, the ones you're on, the ones you're off. And we're uh, looking back over last night's 67-63 loss in a Lawrence Fieldhouse where they had not lost on senior night. Everybody say it with me, the 83-84 year. With Larry Brown, the last time that they had lost on senior night. Uh, Andy Mitz, who has a Kansas podcast, right, was putting out some wild stats yesterday. Um, Bill Self is two and zero in the final two games of a season in his career at Kansas. Two and zero. Two and zero every season. Oh, oh, okay, I get it. He's never every lost year, one of the last two games. He doesn't lose one of the last two games. Okay, I got you now. Sorry. And there are streaks of three, four, five pretty much every year. Maybe 2018 was one year that Oklahoma State or something got them with three games to go. 
Uh, they've not lost since TCU this year. It's tied for their second longest streak to end the season without a loss. In uh, this year's league. In this year's league, yeah. And they lost three in a row. And then just didn't lose again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy. Like they're good or something. And they were going through injuries. Yeah. I mean, tradition, it does matter in some respects, and good players too. Text her on the text line, 806-855-3712. I guess McCuller and Shannon were the glue of this team. Wish we knew the real reason they left. Well, I mean, isn't it pretty obvious? They didn't want to play here at Tech no more. Shannon Jr. wanted to be opened up offensively. McCuller Jr. had a chance to uh, go and play somewhere else. And he went to Kansas. Double-double guy. I mean, it's pretty obvious why they left. They didn't want to be here, right? Either one of them could have continued to be here. Texter says, uh, Harmon needs to come back. He's the one player that stepped up when the program was falling apart, and he is the only stable one. Tech played really well last night. I think they played the number one team in the nation and proved they could play tough on the road. This is a good team to build off of. Hence the uh, reason for the question. Who's the most important cock? Um, Harmon can come back. He had. Are we calling it a COVID year? Or what are we calling it I anymore? I think so. I, I think he just has... I, I think you can go back to COVID to, to call it that, but everybody yeah. gets five to play five now if you played in 2020. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I don't know what his plans are. If Davian Harmon wants to play in the NBA, he'll go this year and go get in the G League. Yeah. If Davian Harmon is going to go pro in something other than sports. <laughs> like the uh, Big 12 reminds you or the he NCAA. Will, he will play at Tech again and get a Masters or something. He probably already has one. Yeah. yeah he may have several for all I know. Doughboy uh, checking back in says, bring back Pop Isaacs. And uh, says, oh, Banner was as bad as I've seen in his career at Texas Tech. 6 of 12, 14 points, 1 assist, plus minus differential was minus 4, 3 rebounds, 0 of 3 long range, and he made both his free throws. I don't think that's as bad as I've ever seen O'Banner play. But again, if you're going to beat teams in the Big 12, you're going to have to have fairly consistent special performances by special players. And it's safe to say that for the vast majority of this season, that wasn't who Kevin O'Banner was for whatever reason. Role in the offense, I don't know. It, But he just he wasn't that guy, and he did not elevate the way you need a guy like that to elevate their game in their final year in this league. It feels in large part that Kevin O'Banner regretted going back in some ways. He just didn't seem into it. I can't argue with that, and I'd love to, because you know me. I have no counter-argument to that, and I'm yeah. always reluctant to crawl into the psychology and the body language. But yeah, yeah it, it, had that, it had that weird, I'm going to use the word detached. Yeah. Seemed detached all year long. Again, I don't know. But yeah, like you said, maybe buyer's remorse. He's like, man, I should have should have listened to Kevin. I should have listened to TJ. I don't know. Right. What, what was I thinking? 
text her on the uh, text line, 806-855-3712. I want Harmon, Amac, Pop, and Fisher back, if possible, in that order. I'd love to ascribe a percentage value to Harmon coming back. I don't know whether it's a coin flip 50-50 or whatever. It's like you said. It's whatever you want to do. Sorry, what was the order there? Uh, Let me go back. And, well, no, that's not it. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, They said they want Harmon, Amac, Pop, and Fisher back, if possible, in that order. No Tyson? I don't see Jalen Tyson on that list. Amac would be my... Last on my wish list. <sighs> Weird, that, like it? dead last. Yeah, his impact seems to exist in an odd bubble. If it's true, I don't think we're going to have to worry about it. By the way, but if it's true that he was injured when he got here, and I have every reason to believe that that's factual, then I would send him on his way. I I would have sent him on his way when he got here injured. Yeah. In all honesty. Yeah. A plainsman in Dallas has chimed in today. I uh, agree with you guys that they're not going to call that a foul at the end of the game. Norn Sodiasi said it well. McCuller wanted it more. Tech had two players standing close to the ball that didn't get on the floor. If I could choose one player to have back, it's Tyson. <laughs> yeah. Tyson makes the... Uh... Yeah, just... just... <sighs> Man, Jalen Tyson would be number one for me. I think Davian Harmon would be a good returner. Um, I'm a big Pop Isaacs guy, but I think Elijah Fisher would be next for me. Because if you're going to try to get longer again, if you're going to try to go back to what you did in the Sweet 16 that made you so good, I think Fisher fits that team better. Agreed. And then Pop, Lamar, Robert Jennings right behind him. And then probably, I don't know, Curran Walton. And then Fardaz Amak. Man, Robert Jennings is one of those guys that I kept thinking would peel enough layers off the onion during November, December to do some things in Big 12. Yeah. And you saw little flashes here and there. The, the problem was, the, of the four freshmen you got this year, all of them but Pop Isaacs was a little bit of a project. Yeah. I mean, Pop was ready to play this year. But the rest yeah. of them, they need seasoning. Yeah. And Which used to be the way a lot of freshmen yes, were. Yes. Back in the old days, the best time to play a freshman was when he was a senior. 806-855-3712. Bandwagon Wednesday. The ones you're on, the ones you're off. Most important player for Tech to bring back next year. Who's on your list? And uh, we can look at the game last night. Also, Tech Baseball. We'll discuss some of that as we go through today. They win 9-4. to four. Got Air Force today at 2 o'clock. 806-855-3712. Quick break. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Thirty-five. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Rowe coming to you from the Arctic Air Studios, ESPN 960 in San Angelo. It's Talk 103.9 FM in Lubbock. Question of the day: Most important player for Tech basketball to bring back next year? Who's top of your list off this uh, current five-win Big Twelve team? Eight zero six eight five five three seven one two to text in. Bandwagon Wednesday. The bandwagons you're on. The bandwagons you're off. And then obviously Tech basketball losing last night in Kansas. 
uh, and take baseball getting uh, to nine and zero undefeated with a nine and four win. Plenty of things to sink your teeth into here on a Wednesday on the program. Eight zero six eight five five three seven one two. Got a lot on the text line. We'll try to get through as many of these as we can here in this segment. Uh, texter Keep Fisher he has lots of upside. The play under the Kansas basket is how the season is gone. Team is not tough enough. Coaches included been pushed around all season. Yeah. Well, you mentioned it the other day, talking about the toughness level of this team. Was Bacho the toughest guy out there? See, the only, uh, as we would use in hockey parlance that we did yesterday, the only goon, the only guy that was willing to actually get mad and I'd say fight. Maybe so. This team sure didn't look tough at any time, though, Wait, during the year. Now, hold on. Why do you hate to say fight? Well, he didn't fight. He didn't throw a punch. Yeah, but their whole their whole dadgum moniker this year was 18 rounds. And it has been. There's the Mark boxing Adams thing. gloves on the promotional posters. And this team didn't fight a lick. The, the head coach wearing boxing gloves, doing the promotional video just this week. Is Mark Adams tough? That's a fair question, isn't it? I, it, well, I always thought he was. But if attitude reflect leadership, this team just did not feel tough this year. It felt distracted. Mm-hmm. Texter says a healthy big maple for next year. Our, we don't get to dream here. You just get who's back. Yeah. And you can't you can't decide health and feed injuries on big, big guys. and bad. Yeah. Again, like if he were on the open market now, he's damaged goods. Talking about AMAC. Uh, what's the over-under on the amount of Big 12 teams in the Elite Eight? We were talking about this before the show. That's really a topic for a week and a half. I, I hate to, until I see the bracket, I hate to really try to project teams and their runs in the tournament because it is 100% matchup dictated for certain teams, certain points of the tournament. Two and a half. Two and a half to the Elite Eight. Take the under. Well, he didn't ask for the he just asked what's he just asked for the yeah. line. We okay. gave him the line. So you, I, you can I, answer it. Yeah, that's why if you're giving me two and a half, I'm gonna take the under. If you say what's the over under, you have to provide a line right. or you're but, just getting a line back. I'm not gonna answer. Yeah. I mean you gotta learn how to ask an over under if you want to ask an over under. Yeah, that's true. Good 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 I for, I forget your disdain and hatred for those people. I'm on your bandwagon with that. Yeah, I'm, I am on that bandwagon. I'm on that bandwagon. Uh, Texter, totally disagree on the Harmon comment. His defense switches are terrible, and he can't run the pick and roll. I guess there's one who doesn't want Harmon to come back. Doughboy talking about a banner. He threw two three-point bricks. They weren't even close. He threw threes last night like I do. Boy, there were some really big three-point misses. And by that, I mean like not even close. Not even close during the game. These are high-paid college athletes here. You know, that's another thing we can do. We can say now that that I enjoy. You know, these are high-paid professional college athletes here. You have a right to expect more. Texter, hi, bro. How are you? I am fine. What were your preseason predictions? Of this team were you lower or higher than the national Big Twelve? Oops, talking heads. I expected I expected this team to struggle 
because of the inexperience. I think I was one of the only ones talking about how inexperienced the team was. Right. Um, I, I know at least Hyde and I were. Uh, but I thought they would finish, I think, fifth, fourth or fifth. I think I probably had I, them around, around the same area. I think maybe fifth. I can't remember the exact you, spot order. If you put that on the homer scale, I would probably pick seventh at the lowest. So they they undersold my expectation. Uh, not by a ton, though. I mean, I thought they would go 500 in Big 12 play. Yeah. And, you know, be a six or seven seed and take a step back. But what is that? Four games difference? Yeah. They oversold my expectations from three games into the Big 12. Yeah. Or eight games into the Big 12, I thought they'd lose out. Uh, absolutely. When you were sitting there at the <laughs> tail end of that losing streak, if you told me they were going to get five wins, I'm like, where? Yeah. Halftime against Iowa State. I was uh, packing uh, it in. 16-minute mark, Iowa State. Yeah. Robert texting in says, Kevin O'Banner, a good third scorer, but we saw this year he's not a good lead player. Texter on who he wants back. My top three I want back in this order. Tyson, Harmon, and Isaacs. Another texture. I would take Washington, Jennings, Pop, Tyson, Fisher all day. Uh, and they said, Mark Adams has turned into a lover, not a fighter. That's an interesting, interesting way to put it. That uh, sometimes the role you play as an assistant coach, you can't play as a head coach. And that some guys, as an assistant coach, can have certain different roles. Now, obviously, uh, his, his pairing with Chris Beard, um, you know, well documented, all that stuff. But the, but there are some guys that, that don't translate when they have to become the head coach in how they act, in how it goes over. I hesitate to use the term "good cop, bad cop" in that that type deal. Uh, but but I've seen that, Rob. You've seen that where one coach. Hey, he's the guy who goes and tears you down. He, he's the guy tearing them up and just ripping them up and down. And, you know, you sorry dog and you can't do this. And then the other coach, sometimes it's the head coach, sometimes it's the assistant coach, comes back over a few minutes later, puts arm around you say, hey, he's only investing in you because he believes in you. You need to worry when he's not talking to you. Right. Now, I believe in you. I don't think you're a sorry dog. Now, get out there and prove me right. I'm, and that's a, a long and winding thought process on that to get to the idea of is it possible that just Mark Adams doesn't translate as a major college head coach personality wise and you know one thing I really am hesitant to get into age wise is there a disconnect age wise that's one of the big discussions right now up at Syracuse with Jim Beheim, who you know, has embedded himself so strongly there that he is yeah. pretty much Bobby Bowdening them and w is refusing to allow anyone to discuss except for himself when his time is up. He's washed. Yeah. He's hey, just did a you jerk. Say they, did you say they went to man defense yesterday and everyone was freaking out? Oh, yeah, I missed that. <laughs> they didn't know they had to do that. Yeah. I guess they were, they were either getting beat or something. and People were tweeting about it. I just thought that was funny. Texture on players coming back. Jalen Tyson, 1. Pop Isaacs, 1A. Elijah Fisher, 1B. Wouldn't it be 
one one B one C C D. Is it one 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 A one B? But is you it skip? But, but is it one one A? Yeah. I'm, there's no comma there. I'm saying isn't the first one one A? Yeah. Wouldn't you go one A one B one C? Or is it one one A? It's one, one B. then one A, then one B. I don't know. Is that Latin? Texter, son, I'm not paying you to shoot bricks. I had four texts last night about that. You know? About the bricks? About well, about the the idea of players being targets for more and and, and not ridicule, but scrutiny and criticism because hey, you're taking a check too now. I mean, you're always taking something. But that the old idea of hey, they're just playing for the old alma mater, you know, and they're just good old Red Raiders and their kids. They're not. And now that they're making six figures, the gloves are off for a lot of fans. And I have no problem with that. I have a problem. I have a strong belief, Ryan, that if you wouldn't say something to somebody's face, you shouldn't tweet it at them. Yeah. I think a lot of fans forget that and i i encouraged people the other day to uh find a a, a text group for your stream of consciousness an, an game day that is stuff. a little more private yeah um which apparently is my text line yeah. <laughs> my, my phone oh my phone blows up every game with people i'm in like three different group chats i uh, hardly say anything in them because I, I, just, I, I would say the same thing to everybody texting me but yeah um Sometimes when I say that, though, when I say I wouldn't say it to their face, I'm not going to tweet it. Some people are just jerks. No. <laughs> and they would say it to their face yeah. because they don't think there's going to be any consequences. Oh, yeah. That's why uh, – who is it that says in the NBA every player should be able to fight a fan uh, once a year? You should get one well, fight against a fan. Uh, it may be Barkley, but uh, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. adhere to that uh, philosophy. Oh, yeah. I guess you bring it up sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. That would that would end a lot of the nonsense as if they, the security just looked away and said, oh, okay. So let's go, do that. Go get him. College athletes get to pick one, one person off Twitter to fight every year, <laughs> and that'll solve a lot of problems. I'm for it. I'm for it. Texter says, Mark Adams is not a leader. When you leave the team in Maui and practices in Lubbock, you put your boy in charge. Those aren't traits most leaders would exhibit. Ouch. A Plainsman in Dallas texting in. Unsolicited returning players power ranking. It's not Thursday yet. We solicited, though. We solicited, though. Tyson, Fisher, Pop, Harmon, Fardos. I don't think you're going to have to worry about AMAC coming back. I don't either. You know, I, I, I don't think that's going to be an issue. Texter says, Harmon, if he'll come back, I do think they're a better team than we give them credit for. You know, if we were in any other league, that being said, the one of four free throws there at the end is not going to cut it. I like Coach Adams, however. He's very Matt Wells-ish in that I don't have any idea what they're trying to do on offense. That's not new. Yep. People people loved Chris Beard, right? They seem to. They they all wanted to give him stuff to stay. They're running the ago. same offense. Yeah. You brought in Barrett Perry. Nothing changed. 
You bring in Steve Green. Nothing fundamentally different. You just have... You just have players that are not as good. I was going to say that differently. <laughs> then I thought about that. Now they're going to fight just, you. Just gonna talk, yeah, we just now talked you're about You're going to get a punch. I mean, you don't have Mac McClung. You don't have Jemias Ramsey. You don't and have you Jared those Culver. Guys, you barely made the tournament, by the way. Not Jared Culver. Yeah, but you made the tournament. Yes, you did. Uh, but you don't. You don't have that offensive guy that makes it look like you know what you're doing. Right. Now Harmon was that for a stretch. Hey, this offense looks different. Yeah, Harmon's being decisive. This team it, it was not decisive. They weren't aggressive. This offense, when it's aggressive, works well enough. And it can get you to the line. Yes, but you have to be aggressive, and this team just was not. And Pop, Pop Isaacs will learn, I think, how to draw a foul. He's just not very good at it right now. Some guys aren't. Yeah. The way they go up, whatever else, it looks more like they're falling than they get hit. Well, and I mean, probably his body in his too defense good? of that, not that he needs me to defend him, in his entire life, he scored. Yeah. He didn't have to worry about drawing a foul. Right. He scored. He jumped up over you. He went by you. He'd, step, he'd drop step you, and he'd shoot, and he'd score. Did you like Mark Adams' line about that final play after the game? Uh, which quote? The one where he says, uh, you know, we got exactly what we wanted and talked about, you know, ah, we just expected him to get to the line. Yeah. He hasn't got to the line all year. Like, why? Jose Why draw that up? Uh, he hadn't shot a free throw. Now I know he was out for some games. But what? What? He went over a month without shooting a free throw. Isn't that right? The, the one he yeah. shot last night was the first in since like January nineteenth or something. And I know there was some time away from the floor. But but you put him, you put him in the game to do that, and that was the decision. I don't know. And again, I'm not anti pop. I'm pro Davian Harmon in that situation mm-hmm. because he did it for a month straight. Texter says same defensive lapses and low IQ plays from for the most veteran guys on this team at the absolutely most critical times. All of them try to block shots. Nobody, I mean, nobody beats the defender to the spot and takes a charge. I bet Tech has not taken thirty charges this season. I don't have a chart on that. It'd be interesting. All right, do they track that on? Uh... They don't. They don't do it on the yeah, I don't think so. text official stats. There's not a deal for that. I know they track it, but they don't. It's not in the release. Well, tech tracks it. Yes, eight zero six eight five five three seven one two. Most important player for tech to bring back next year off this team. Who is it? Bandwagon Wednesday. The ones you're on. The ones you're off. And uh, we got baseball to look at. Hour number two. The Big Twelve basketball tournament menu is out. I bet you didn't even know they had a menu. There's an official menu. Rob, I mean, it's just like Augusta National. Bring $2 and eat all day. Actually, it's not like that at all. 806-855-3712. Quick break. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Action update on Talk 1340. Check out VSIN's catalog of original podcasts, daily and weekly programming to keep you in the know when you're on the go. Only at VSIN.com. 
Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. College basketball conference tournaments just about set to get underway. Taking a look at the futures odds for the 2023 National Championship, the Houston Cougars are the current favorite. Houston a plus 650 bet. Kansas, a plus $800 bet. The Jayhawks battling for the top spot in the Big 12. The Alabama Crimson Tide, a plus $1,000 bet. Purdue and UCLA, both at plus 1,200. UCLA, the leader in the Pac-12. Purdue on top of the Big 10. Tonight, number 9, Texas at number 22, TCU. The Horned Frogs favored by 2.5. Get the latest lines and more at vcin.com. Bill O'Reilly here. Please join me during your drive home for the O'Reilly Update. Each afternoon at 4.35, my 15-minute program will bring you real reporting, honest analysis, and no spin. On Talk 1340, news, money, sports. Final segment, hour number one, Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. It's Bandwagon Wednesday. Also, uh, we're asking the most important player for Tech men's basketball to bring back next year off this team. Who's the biggest cog in the piece of the puzzle that you want back next year? Uh, recapping last night's 67-63 loss at Kansas. And, of course, uh, next year, more baseball. Uh, we'll break out in a couple of other stories that are happening. It's all been heavy heavy basketball this uh, first hour, and that's just fine because we got another hour, and then the Rob Bro Show comes your way. From 1 to 2. So text in 806-855-3712. Rob, the uh, texters are on the text line, as you might expect. One says, I have serious doubts about Tech's ability to retain or attract the talent they need to compete in the Big 12 going forward. With Adams as the coach, who would want to deal with his soap opera personal life? I don't take any delight in having this view, just being honest. As we have said numerous times on this program and on your show, Rob, that almost all the problems that Mark Adams is having with uh, major donors, boosters, and whatever, uh, have, have been because of off the court, right. not necessarily the record. And it was happening before the uh, Big 12 swoon. Right. I mean, if, if Mark Adams is going to be a great D1 head coach, there are things he has to do away from the basketball games. And it's just striking to see... Let's say Joey McGuire versus Mark Adams. Yeah. Now, Joey's a younger man than uh, Mark yeah. Adams. But when you see Joey at everything, and you see Joey McGuire at, at all these functions and booster deals and shaking hands and kissing babies, whatever it is, do you see that from Mark Adams? The answer is no. And even with Tim Tadlock, you don't see him going around everywhere. But if if there's a baseball function, Tim Tadlock's there and he's there all night. Yeah. And it just doesn't seem like there's the same kind of feel from Mark Adams. Doughboy is saying, hey, Max, terrible. Yes, he had three double-doubles, but he should have had more. He's a seven-footer. Why isn't he playing in the post as opposed to the top of the key last night? And why didn't he transfer in the middle of the season? We might have been better off without him. May have probably been worse without him. As for not being in the post, he's a he's a high post type guy. That's his game. At least we think so. And Rob, I don't know to to make a value judgment on Amac. We haven't seen Amac healthy. I have no idea what he'd look like in the Big Twelve healthy. I have no idea what he's playing at right now. 
He still looks like a guy who's running in quicksand. So, you know, I I don't know. What does Mark Adams value? We saw one thing throughout his time with Beard and otherwise. We saw one thing last year. We've seen a different thing this year. Mm -hmm. What does he want to value in this run? And that's what we said. What's the identity of this program yesterday? What is it? Fardos is not Bryson Williams. No. All right. Bandwagons next hour. The ones you're on, the ones you're off. More basketball. Most important player for Tech to bring back next year. NFL draft news. Whatever else is on your mind. 806-855-3712. Jam up the text line. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, a presentation of the Texas Town Square Media Network. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, featuring Rob Bro. Excuse me, I I believe you have my stapler? Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland. Hour number two, Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. We've done it again. Congrats to us. We've all turned morning and into afternoon together here in the Arctic Air Studios. As you listen on ESPN 960 in San Angelo and in Lubbock, Talk 103.9 FM News Money Sports. You can text in 806-855-3712. It's Bandwagon Wednesday. The ones you're off, the ones you're on. Uh, question of the day, who's the most important player in your mind for Tech Men's Basketball to bring back next year? Is next year rapidly encroaching upon Texas Tech after the 67-63 loss. Now it is uh, Big 12 tournament or bust, if you still hold any hope of uh, seeing this team play in March in anything meaningful. And please, I petition now, do not play in the NIT tournament. Let's, let's just, as an athletics department, I would love the athletic director of any school to come out and say, they put 68-some-odd teams in this thing. If we can't get in, we need to get on to next year. We don't need to be playing more games. Uh, so you have that. Tech Baseball winning against Air Force last night. 2 o'clock uh, today. I don't have the starter in front of me. That was to be determined. I can't remember who they said was going to start last night. I apologize for that. Uh, and then uh, some NFL draft stories that we'll get to this hour. 806-855-3712 for you to text in. I'm just Ryan Hyatt at Ryan Hyatt Media on Twitter. He's Rob Bro. At Rob Bro Show, host of the Rob Bro Show from one to two, right here in one third of the gambling gauchos. Um, I, I have a bandwagon, if you don't mind. I am completely on the Texas Tech baseball freshman bandwagon. Any and all freshmen on this team, right? Who was it last night? Was it Gage Harrelson last night who has the big night? I mean, this this group of young players playing at the highest level of college baseball. And I know we can talk about, hey, the schedule is going to get tougher. They'll see some tougher uh, action certainly coming up this weekend down in Houston. But, Rob, these these guys don't look like freshmen physically. One of the 
you know, one of the one of the biggest things that Tim Tadlock did when he was elevated to head coach is immediately begin recruiting bigger, faster, stronger. We think of that in terms of football a lot. You don't think of that in terms of baseball. But the last year of Dan Spencer, I and I've told this story before, I worked a LCU Tech game that year with Chris Dew on the LC broadcast. I'm down on the field before the game, and uh, LCU had grown men. Tech did not. The physicality difference. And from last year to this year, with the players brought in, not just the freshmen, um, this this is one of the most athletic teams that Tim Tadlock has had. Will it translate into whatever success? I don't know. They're 9-0 right now. But I am all aboard these freshmen. And you made a great point, and I think we were off the air yesterday when you said it. I did my best uh, yeah, same when here. I'm off air. Our, our show off the air, you guys would yeah. never believe. They've got enough guys that they can safeguard the freshman hitting the freshman wall. Yeah. No, we did that on air. Did we do that on I air? I think that was last week. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. I lose track. Yeah, I've said that a couple of times. Yeah. But that to me is one of the biggest differences. It's not like you just got one or two and you got to play that guy 50 games and he yeah. hits that high school In, wall. Let's see. 2019, you had two top 25 teams, probably. Yeah. <laughs> that roster was just ridiculous. Um, you might have one and a half at least this year, mm-hmm. depending on how things break and who stays healthy. But, I mean, Owen Washburn was a really good piece on a pretty good team last year. Yep. And he might have already lost his job. Yeah. You Now, the downside, and we've referenced it, for those who don't know, Bo Blessy left after facing four batters last night. Uh, what was it, a walk and a couple of – or two walks and a, and a hit. Uh, one hit. Two walks, two batters, uh, four batters faced, yeah. 18 pitches. Uh, I hate to say this, but I think if you're a Tech fan, you just put Bo Blessy in a box right now and don't expect to see any meaningful innings from him for maybe a while. Yeah, I don't hate to say that at all. Don't pitch him until it's 85 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I hope he can come back. Big I hope, 12 play. I hope he can come back and, and be a part of it. But when I see guys early in the season like yeah. this, particularly that have had some problems before, uh, I just don't hold out great hope. So I, right. I don't want people going in and thinking, and I say this, he'll start Sunday in Houston, but probably not. Right. Um, that, okay, here's your early season arm problem. And it's not just a tech thing. It's all around college baseball. You look at almost oh, yeah. every team, and you're seeing high-level guys having – whether it's UCLs or yep. shoulders, shoulders yeah. you name it, rotator, that you see guys having problems. And I have a lot of theories on why that is now. And it pretty much doesn't have anything to do with the college coaches and the college staffs. I was, yeah, they're throwing 300 pitches a week in high school. Yeah, that's 10-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, now, they have pitch limits in the Little League, but yeah, when you all these guys... When yeah. you play in three different leagues, right. doesn't really matter. When all these guys... I mean, there's the kids now, the 12 year old now, in six years when they yeah. get to college, maybe they've fixed some things. But, um, you bounced back last night on the mound, uh, in part because their pitcher also left with an injury. Uh, so you got to their bullpen early as well. But even in a jet stream, you pitched pretty good. Josh Sanders yeah. was decent. Zach Erdman, you talked about the freshman coming into this segment. You're right. He was really good. Um, and not only freshmen, but newcomers. Austin Green, the f- the first hit of the game, 
his first at bat of the game, sorry, was a just a rocket, but it went right to a guy. Yeah, uh, still scored a run on the sack fly, but Nolan Hester, Austin Green, these guys aren't freshmen technically. Bazell, technically a freshman, but it's his second year in the program. So Woodcox is kind of the weirdest newcomer of all time since he was here and left and came back. Came back, which just don't see that very often. But you just kind of have to figure out uh, the lineup here. Is it Hester, Carter, Harrelson in the outfield? Bazell, Burns-Lopez, Green, Cash in the infield? I mean, shortstop's really the only position where you're going back and forth mm-hmm. right now. Um, but Gage Harrelson over in right field... Seemingly has that job locked up, huh? Uh, I don't know what else you need him to do <laughs> early you're, on. You're still going to get opportunities for Owen Washburn this year. He's going to play, but he's not going to. He's already played less than last year. I think he started every game last year. Uh, and not a newcomer, obviously. But I tell you what, uh, early returns. I think you're going to get some really big gains out of Brandon Beckel out of the pen in Big Twelve play. That I think. That is a guy that is, at the end of the year, you may be going, wow, he had some sneaky, huge moments getting some holds in the in the 6th or the 7th or the 8th inning on some outings. 806-855-3712. Uh, bandwagon Wednesday. Sports or otherwise, the bandwagons are on, the bandwagons are off. We're looking at Texas Tech basketball last night, losing 67-63. And then most important player for Tech to bring back next year off the potential returners off the text line. 806-855-3712. Monty says, bandwagon, I'm off. Coach Gerlich running the same five players into the ground. Get some fresh people in there and make stuff happen. Well, obviously, I'm not there for every game. Probably shouldn't even comment on it. But uh, when you are a lower-level Big 12 team trying to compete, the depth at the end of the bench probably isn't good enough for you to compete that you've got to play a short rotation you got to get more depth. you got to get more better. Uh, if this program implodes during the offseason, says a texture, it won't be because of returning players. It will be because of this feud between the coach and the donors. If the coach comes back, we will have – will we have donors? If the donors come back, will we have a coach? Tech needs to – uh, needs both to compete in this league. Both sides need to set egos aside and consider the team, says washed-up guy. Well, I know how those – Battles usually end up. Semantics, but I think both are trying to do in their minds what is right for the program. Right. I think on both sides you might have some conflation of what the program is and what you are. And that's almost always the case. Yeah. It's natural. And I think it's mostly on one side. (laughs) Yeah. Texter, can you two further expand on what these issues with Adams are, or at least tell me where to look to find the info? Maybe when the season's over. Yeah. There are places. There, there are well-known message, message boards, boards yeah. uh, that uh, donors have spoken publicly and not behind the uh, hidden name of whatever, just as who they are. If you don't know by now, I'm shocked. Yeah. Honestly. And I hate keep going back to that, but that was a pivotal part of the season early. Yeah. And 
it was a conversation that we heard about before he was hired. So that stems back to last year, which makes me think it wasn't as big of a problem, but you know, stuff grows and compounds and expands and festers. Festers. I like the word fester. So and then what festers manifests itself in different ways. Yeah. Spreads. Texter, I'm back on the Texas Tech men's basketball bandwagon. Just a few minutes and a few games could have resulted in a much different season. The improvement is apparent, hoping they have a good run in the NIT, which will give them more experience, which is mostly what I think they need. Next year, I think this group can be very competitive in the Big 12, hoping to keep as many as possible. Well, there's the breath of fresh air. Uh, Texter, in your opinion, are Tech's NCAA tournament hopes as good as dead? Yes. The only path is to win the Big 12 tournament. That's it. Win over Oklahoma State now to get you there. Oklahoma State right now is barely hanging on to an at-large bid. That They are right there on the fringe. Now, you, you sit there and go... <laughs> You know, I love I love the term, Rob, you know, must-win games and different things like that. You talk about, hey, this team's going to be highly motivated to come out. This is a must-win spot. Well, if they were that team, why are they in a must-win spot? Where was that all season long that all of a sudden this magical team is going to show up? And just because, oh, they got to have this one. Well, why do they have to have this one? Because they didn't get the others. So I don't sit there and go, wow, Oklahoma State's really going to roll into Lubbock Saturday yeah. and play like a team with their – no, they're going to be who they are, which is a beatable team. You can absolutely beat them. But right o- now – Oklahoma State is maybe winning in. So that's a little bit worrisome. They yeah. need to win. Yes, they do. You would like to win. They need to yeah. win. You want to win just because you want to win. But this team, I, I, they're – I mean, it's just you got to win the Big 12 tournament. You probably had to win the Big 12 tournament going into last night. Mm. Then while last night's win would have moved you up into a bubble conversation, but it still wouldn't have been yeah. a lock that you would yeah. have been in. Yeah. If Oklahoma State – if Texas Tech beats Oklahoma State, they might miss the NIT. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, because but you, you drop down. Here's how you can miss it. Yeah. Well, let me clarify. Okay. If Texas Tech beats Oklahoma State, Texas Tech might miss the NIT. Oh, okay. Because Oklahoma State, State would miss the NCAA tournament. The first team selected for yeah. the NIT out of the yeah. Big 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no rule you can't have two. But okay, yeah. I know, but... That would be the irony of ironies. Yeah. Would that be Lo- Lovey Smith? That would be really funny. Lovey Smith going for two for the Texans and costing yeah. a draft pick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still, by the way, disagree with the texture on the NIT. What did the texture say? Well, it'd be, you know, it's the old old saw about, hey, it'd be great experience and all this oh. and blah, blah, blah. Okay, all right, then don't play O'Banner. Don't play anybody who might not come back and only play the freshman. Yeah. That's it. I agree. Nobody but the freshman get to play in the NIT. And Tyson. Yeah, and Tyson. And if Kerwin Walton's coming back. Yeah. But, yeah. The other stuff's junk. And I would, have, I would have a couple of hard conversations with uh, – a couple other guys, too. I'm not going to say their names. Well, you don't want to get into a fight. Well, I just like the kid. Yeah. But he's not a Big 12 basketball player. I understand. Yeah. 806-855-3712. Most important player for Tech to bring back next year. Who is it? Bandwagons, you're on. Bandwagons, you're off. And then, 
Uh, Tech Baseball on your mind, we'd love to hear from you. So uh, jump in there, 806-855-3712. When we come back, uh, I will give you the NFL draft-breaking story and how it affects the Red Raider. 806-855-3712. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Twelve twenty-two. You got Ryan Iatz, Raiderland, featuring Rob Bro, coming to you from the Arctic Air Studios on Bandwagon Wednesday. You listen in San Angelo, ESPN nine sixty, and Lubbock Talk one hundred three point nine FM. Question of the day: Who's the most important player for Tech men's basketball to bring back next year? Give us your bandwagons, the ones you're on, the ones you're off, and then a lot of baseball, a lot of basketball going through from last night. Okay, we've referenced it, and most people, I would think, who are probably sports savvy right now, are aware of what has gone on there in Atlanta this morning regarding uh, a potential number one draft pick, Jalen Carter, defensive tackle and arrest warrant been issued for him uh, involving his alleged role in the January traffic crash that killed a teammate and a recruiting staffer for the University of Georgia. Um, The Georgia defensive lineman is wanted on a charge of reckless driving and racing by the Athens-Clark County Police Department after an investigation found that Carter was allegedly street racing with Chandler LaCroix on January 15th. Both LaCroix a Georgia staffer, a Georgia offensive lineman, Devin Willick, who were killed when the Ford Expedition LaCroix was driving left the road at a high rate of speed and hit two telephone poles. Uh, two other occupants in the vehicle were injured, and police quickly determined that speed was a contributing factor. Uh, according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Carter was at the scene of the crash, left before emergency personnel arrived. Per report, he gave shifting accounts of the wreck as an Athens police officer questioned him about whether he had been racing the car that crashed after he returned to the crash scene approximately 90 minutes after it happened. The report notes that Carter was summoned back to the crash scene by Georgia Director of Player Support and Operations Bryant Gant at the request of police after Gant came to the scene of the crash. So the crass nature of this story right here, and by the way, uh, Carter was arrested, or I guess ticketed, uh, for doing 80, was it 87 in a 45, I think it was 87 in a 45. So obviously, uh, this this guy drives fast. Uh, Rob, this news broke. The warrants were issued 15 minutes before Carter was set to do his interviews at the combine. How about well, that? Surely for that's coincidental. I'm sure that's just coincidental. Karma, um, you believe in karma? Oh yeah, believing it more every day. So what this means right now is that it's very likely Texas Tech will have, at at, at worst, the second defensive player selected in the upcoming first round of the NFL draft. That Tyree Wilson, who's already been a top-ten guy in many, many mocks, and there are some that have him even going ahead of Will Anderson, that people are falling in love with Wilson and what he can do off the edge, uh, but... You know, that's the crass reality of this, that Carter's going to fall. We'll see how far he falls. And uh, one of the beneficiaries, Tyree Wilson, probably moves up a few spots on a lot of NFL boards. Not that he already wasn't pretty high. I wonder how many Tech fans are going to be surprised when he goes like fifth overall or something like that. You know, the ones that don't really aren't tuned into the draft and 
not really paying attention. You know, how, hold on, we had a number one draft pick on the defense. Yeah, and his reputation has only gotten better since the end of the season. But it's also going to be a first round that I think is going to be hard to project. This may be one of the most interesting first rounds in a while, Rob. And I'm not a huge draft Nick type guy. Right. I, I like it. Uh, yeah. But I don't love it. But you got multiple teams now with uh, picks in the top, you know, 15, top 12, whatever, that need quarterbacks. There are about six teams that would like to get a quarterback. There's only about four quarterbacks that are, you know, that level worthy. And the trading around, I think, that people are going to do is going to be interesting to see the impact on some of the other picks. And by the way, are we in agreement that the Houston Texans will trade up, they'll get Bryce Young, and it'll be a horrific decision and the franchise will continue to struggle? Yes. All right. Just making sure we were on the same page there. Hey, defensive coaches should focus on defense. Yeah. There's an idea. Go build a team. Build your lines. Build inside out. Never be a rookie head coach with a rookie quarterback. Never. Yeah. Go get some veteran or keep. Davis Mills, and do that for a year. Yeah. And if you outpace the top five draft picks, go do it with somebody else. You don't have to draft a quarterback in the top five. Or build your roster and then sell out for the top of the draft if there's a generational kid. Then I have another theory. Don't take a quarterback overall who's about 5'10 and a buck 95. 5'10? 8? 9? If people say Kyler Murray's 5'6", Bryce Young is 5'7", and maybe 30 pounds less than Kyler Murray, 50 pounds less than Kyler Murray. It ain't going to work. At 195, I also think is too high. He might be 185. Well, he's supposed to announce how much he weighs, I think, today. Oh, announce he's not going to (laughs) weigh at the combine? I think he's weighing. Uh, Back to the text line. So I wanted to update that story. 806-855-3712. Plainsman in Dallas on the Miguel Dingle bandwagon, 17-year-old freshman, 6'2", 220, enrolls in January, finished his fourth in the 60-meter hurdles in the Big 12 Championship meet in February. Yeah, that was helmet sticker on Monday. He's fast. Texter, can't we all just get along? Oh, if only we could. Texter, uh, I wish the basketball team had half as much enthusiasm as Brandle Beckel. That kid is a gamer, talking about the Red Raider. Yeah, him and Trent Parrish both, man. They they are you got a lot of guys that are like that. Excitable. I like that. You got some dogs out there on the mound that want to go get after it and compete. Texture says, here's the top three I want back in this order. Tyson, Harmon, Isaacs. You guys can get on the text line yourself. It's bottom of the hour, break time. 806-855-3712. Most important player for Tech to bring back next year. Give us some bandwagons you're on or you're off. Tech baseball on your mind. We'd love to hear from you. Basketball last night, 67-63. We do come back. The Big 12 Basketball Tournament. Special menu items. They tried hard, and they got some of them really good. We're not so sure they did the best they could for the Red Raiders, though. 806-855-3712 for you to get on the text line. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro.
1235, you got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro here in the Arctic Air Studios. You text in 806-855-3712. Bandwagon Wednesday, the ones you're on, the ones you're off. Sports or otherwise, Tech falling last night 67-63 in Lawrence. And baseball winning 9-4. to They're in action this afternoon, 2 o'clock at Danloff Field. Question of the day, most important player for Tech basketball to bring back next year. Who's on your list? Or should we say who's at the top of your list? 806-855-3712. We've also engaged openly uh, about NFL draft talks, so we've got that going for us today. 806-855-3712. Texter uh, says, Mel Kuyper had Tyree going number 12 to the Houston Texans, says Robert. Well, he's that's about as low as any legitimate mock draft I've seen. And um, I don't know your thoughts on Mel Kuyper, Rob. He's okay. He's not nearly the grease fire that Joe Lenardi is. He's all right. Uh, but there are a lot better draft board metrics and uh, people doing mocks than that, shall we say. All right. Uh, Texter, has Wilson's injury affected his stock in any way or did it have zero effect? Doesn't look like it's having much of an effect. That injury might have helped him. Explain. He got to go get healthy for all of the combine stuff. Right. It added some intrigue. He didn't have any bad games. Right. Um, let's say he plays the last three games and doesn't get any more sacks and falls off a little bit just because it's the end of the season and that's what happens. You got a little film that they pick apart. Yeah. I. He kind of left at the perfect time. I mean, yeah. when you're getting mocked third to ten... It didn't hurt. No. Now, maybe he's marked one if he stays and goes off for the final three games, but he didn't need the senior bowl. I think he's only doing the bench press and the 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 metrics today. I don't think he's doing much more. Then he stretches his arms out really far. Yeah, with Peter Schrager. <laughs> Peter Schrager looks like a child next to him. Peter Schrager's six three. Yeah. Eighty six inch wingspan. I mean, for Tyree, not not Peter Schrager. Not Peter Schrager. Hey, obviously, uh, but Tyree Wilson, the biggest get that Matt Wells era that we will look back and say that getting him to transfer from A and M was the biggest best addition. Oh that, yeah, that he had. Oh yeah, and I I don't I don't think they mismanaged him at all. I don't think they misutilized him at all. I think he just continued to get better, and then Tim DeRuiter's system also really right guy right time with that. You know, odd odd man concept, odd front concept yeah. that they utilized and allows him allows him to be on the outside. Well, he was really good down the stretch the year before. Yeah, but I've heard some people say, "Well, you know, this was hey, look, it was Deruder and Wells really turned him around." No, they didn't turn him around. It, they just continue to utilize a really good player who continue to get better. Right. I'm not minimizing the coaching at all of of, of Deruder or anything else. I'm saying, in fact, it was the exact perfect system on how they utilize their fronts to showcase and utilize him. Yeah. Some people were like, oh, yeah, yeah. Matt Wells didn't know what to do with him. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they put him out there and said, go get the quarterback. Yeah. Do you remember the Mississippi State bowl game? Yeah. That was the same. I mean, obviously, Matt Wells wasn't there for that. But, you know, that was Keith Patterson. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's – and, again, you're starting to see some mocks that have him ahead of Will Anderson. That 
And all it takes is one team. Yeah, third to the Cardinals, I've seen a lot. I don't think Cardinals love that third pick. Somebody's going to come calling on that third pick, I think, in the card. Well, now, hold on a second. We are talking about the Cardinals. Do They do have a GM now. I think they do. Uh, they do have a coach who, who is looks, a defensive guy. He seems like a nerd. Yeah. They, that dude is okay. weird. All right. Can, can I be incredibly superficial yeah. for a moment? Uh-huh. Could you have gone... We talk about oppos, like offensive oh, guy, yeah. defensive guy, old yeah. guy, young guy, all that. To go from Cliff, the fashion plate, yeah, the Ryan Gosling lookalike, right? They kind of went the other way. Did you see the video where he threw his bag down and ran to meet Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray's going to eat this kid alive. Yeah. You you can't. I guess you can. I mean, they're going to continue to pamper Kyler Murray because they paid him, but yeah. It's not going to end well. Nope. Anyhow, they went the opposite of Cliff is what I'm saying. And I'm trying to be very nice because I'm sure he's a really good dude. Uh, 806-855-3712 to text in. And Rob, let's be honest, I should not talk, okay? I shouldn't engage in that conversation at all. Texter bandwagon I've been on for a while. Mel Kuyper can shut up. Can't remember. It was the Colts uh, general Todd, manager. Todd, 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 <laughs> Years ago. What, what do you say? Who yeah. the hell is... It was Mel Kiper. Yeah, it was the Colt. It was Colts. uh, wasn't the owner Ursay, Was it? No, it was the GM. Like this is in the early nineties. Yeah, one of remember. his first years. That's what blew him up. Yeah, what really? made him famous? Yeah. Yeah. Who the hell is Mel Kiper? Uh, texter, I agree one hundred percent with Rob on the Wilson injury. As George Costanza taught us, always leave on a high note. Exactly. Amen. He had hand at that moment, and he did. I think. With Tyree too, you, he he left at the top of the leaderboard in a lot of stuff. Yeah. So he's fresh for the the draft process. He's fresh for his pro day. He's healthy. Um, if he would have stayed and played, or I don't know, got gotten back for the bowl game, um, I, I don't think he's in a position that he's in right now. I think it was perfect for him. Yeah. And you did fine without him. Win win. Everybody wins. Texas Tech going to have another first-round NFL uh, defensive player drafted. Yeah, and if he goes nine or sooner, he'll be the highest-drafted prospect since Donnie Anderson. Donnie Anderson going sixth. Who went the year after Dave Parks, who went first. Yeah. Um, The third first-round pick since Patrick. The fourth since... Michael Crabtree, they went 10-10, and then uh, Jordan Brooks went 30th? Yeah, late. 30, 30th? I think it was 30th. Either way. Be the highest play, he, he'll be the highest drafted defensive player ever from the from Texas Tech. Pretty dang impressive. Unless punters are defensive players. Who are you counting as a punter? But didn't Donnie Anderson punt? Well, he punted too, yeah. He did punt. So, that was the joke. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was sitting there going, hold on. Who, 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 when did Maury Buford oh, yeah, get Maury drafted? You know, round, what yeah. was what, what, what round did he go in? Uh, yeah, so it's some pretty rare uh, air. Um, and if, if people automatically, not automatically, it depends on how old y'all, you all are. You go, oh, hold on, Gabe Rivera wasn't, uh, uh, he, he was the first round, he, he, but it was late because the Steelers were drafting him. The Steelers were still a playoff team, and 
uh, we're still drafting, you know, down in the 20s and stuff. So I can't remember exactly the number. But, yeah, as he was a first-round pick, but he wasn't a high, high uh, first-round pick. I believe he was – wasn't Gabe was a first-round pick to the Steelers, wasn't he? Am I dreaming that? That was late first round in 83. Early second, late first. Had to double-check. I don't want to get to lying. 806-855-3712 for you to uh, check in. We're talking Tech basketball today. The most important player for Tech to bring back next year. Who is that in your opinion? Uh, we've had a lot of people just power ranking them. That's pretty good, too. I uh, To answer our own question, Eileen Fisher, both for next year and if you can – you know, if you keep him around another year, the development that I think I look at Fisher Rob and I go, obviously there's upside. He's still incredibly young, uh, still can get stronger physically, and that if if the identity of the program is to go back to the defensive first idea, which I think if you're Mark Adams, if that's who you are, go be who you are. Right. If that's who you are, if that's really what it is. You, in my opinion, you kind of lost your way this year. Not by going after a high school player. That's not it. Not by getting younger. I, I think it was the personnel. It was the size. It was guys that... Uh, Pop Isaacs can be a great player at the college level. But, Rob, I don't think he's ever going to be an elite guard defender in the no-middle defense the way we've seen it played and constructed. Yeah, can he He's be, not going to be that guy. Can he be Matt Mooney? And I don't, see, I don't see that happening. Uh, to be fair, we also didn't see it happening with Matt Moore. No, that's true. But, yes. But I, physically. You have to now give Pop Isaacs three years. Yeah. And maybe he fills out, but. I just lean towards Fisher right now. That the guy that I think you could build around most out of that yeah. and with defense is Fisher. I actually said this last night. On the uh, people's post game, I believe you. That if you're trying to go back to what you were successful with with Mark Adams, which is exactly what you're saying, if you're going to go back to the roster style, the roster makeup of the Sweet 16 team, Lamar Washington and Elijah Fisher and Jalen Tyson fit that model. Agreed. Pop Isaacs does not. Now, if you want to go with a hybrid. If you want to bring back Davian Harmon and Pop Isaacs, I'm all for I like those guys. I think with the right adjustment and system and with Elijah Fisher and Jalen Tyson playing behind them and with the next Bryson Williams or somebody else uh, and the 6'8 Georgia transfer that hasn't played because he came in the mid-year, um, you're going to be a lot better on defense. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I don't know if Pop and Harmon should both start at the same time. I think you need one six-two guy on the floor at a time. Maybe if you're going to be committed to defense. If you're going to be committed to defense, and then Jalen Tyson and Elijah Fisher and the six-eight kid, and there you are. Find a big man, and or if it's Daniel Bacho, and and you're much more conducive to playing the no middle defense again with just those changes. Why do I think you've seen Bacho play his last game in a Tech uniform? I, I, I mean, that's a gut feeling. Yeah. But why do I have that feeling? Well, it's pretty obvious why I have that right. feeling. I think we can all see that. But I just, and I would love to be wrong. 
would love to be wrong because I still think he can be a, a big time contributor uh, in the on a Big Twelve level team on a good Big Twelve team. I just don't feel like that is where we're trending. All right, we got to take the final time out of the day. We'll get back to your text messages on the other side. So we take you to one o'clock. Most important player for Tech to bring back next year. Who is it? Bandwagons, you're on. Bandwagons, you're off. Uh, basketball, baseball, whatever may be on your mind. So jam up that text line. One final segment for you here in Raiderland. 806-855-3712. Quick break. We'll finish it up strong today. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.